0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Halo Sport podcast coming to you on the SEN Airwaves. Back for another week talking to the biggest guests in the world. We've always said biggest guests in the world and now... I mean, not just now, but this is an international flavour. Well, Tom, you to and I play. never lie. No, we're
0: not liars. We don't have a lying bone in our bodies. We promise big international guests, and we deliver. Yeah, arguably the biggest boxing promoter in the world right now, mm. Eddie Hearn, Mister Mr. Car- Mister Charisma, yes. Mister Hot. Yeah, uh, we sit down for a great yarn with him, Tom. Terrific stuff.
1: That's right, and that is—he's uh, here in in the—he's uh, here in Australia to promote uh, the super lightweight fight between Aussie. Undefeated Aussie boxers, Brock Jarvis and Liam Paro taking place Saturday, 15th of October. I think I may have already said that date, maybe say it twice. Brisbane, South Bank Piazza um, and also available on DAZN if you just want to watch it. Um, but it was awesome to sit down and have a chat with them Real knockabout fella, punters and dribblers, Eddie Hearn. Look, so this is obviously match rooms first, mm-hmm. you know, foray into the Australian yeah. market. Mm-hmm. Brock Jarvis, Liam Paro. I was aware, like, I didn't know Liam, but I know Brock just because mm. of his association with Jeff. Yeah. Um, How big of a fight is this in the context of boxing for these two guys and I guess for Australian boxing for people that don't really understand or aren't as aware?
2: I mean, I liken this, look, if, if this was the UK market, then obviously it's a massive fight. Yeah. I mean, you've got one kid's 22-0, and 0, one kid's 20-0. and 0 right one guy's number one in the world liam Parra, on the verge of fighting for a world title shot the other one looks like he should be sort of in a mixture between gq front cover and hulk like incredible Hulk, right and jeff fennick you know the whole story Mm. like brock jarvis for me if he's got the ability should be a superstar of australian boxing Now, he's been fighting actually in weight categories that have just been too small for him. And I, don't, I just don't think he sort of had the energy or, or really the, the sort of, you know, that, that bustliness of, of being able to sustain pressure mm. because he's so boiled down. Have you seen the size of him? So he's now, f- huge. I know, but now You're he moves up to 140 pounds. Mm. He's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and what I love about this fight is the thing is with Australian boxing, he's such a small community. Right, literally, like when I was here in June or July, mm. I'd go, I went for a meeting in Toowoomba. Someone told me it was like, it's only like half an hour up the road. <laughs> Three hours later, I'm in a car like, on the way there. <laughs> anyway, got to this gym. Literally, as I walked in the gym, someone messaged me going, I've heard you're in Toowoomba. I'm like, what's going on? You know, so <laughs> everyone knows everyone. So yeah, when, yeah. when we made this fight, so we represent Liam Paro and Brock Jarvis. Right. So I said, that's like the obvious fight. Mm. And then Liam Paro's team, like Angelo and Alfie DiCarlo said, Oh, look, we're mates with Jeff, like, and he he wouldn't want to fight Liam. Like, they know, mm. you know, Liam's, like, number one, number one. Mm. So then I phoned Jeff. I said, Jeff, do you want to fight Liam Parra? He's like, fucking right. Mm. Yeah, and then right. they were a bit offended. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, although they're friends, like, there's quite a lot of needle. Yeah. And, and, like, I just think it's an obvious fight. So, mm. you know, for us, obviously we've signed a lot of Australian talent, but we just, it's about learning as well. You know, like, you guys are very similar to Brits, in my opinion, mm. right? You love your sport, mm. You like entertainment, you like a night out, you like a beer. Like It's not it's not rocket science. But you've still got to learn about cities, states, culture. You know, like you can't just bowl in as a... Pro. I mean, we've got the name, people like Fight Fans know Matrim, they know me. So that's, yeah. you know, we'll sell it out, there'll be 3,000, it'll be rocking. But there's a bigger picture, mm. you know, moving into stadiums and sort of pushing Australian boxing because it's very vibrant. Well, like you've got a show nearly every week. Yeah, doesn't mean they're all selling out. By the way, doesn't mean they're <laughs> but. But still, whilst you've got promoters and broadcasters pushing boxing, mm. Australian boxing's in a really good place.
1: We'll get more on Australian boxing in a sec. But when you're talking from a promotional standpoint, and you've got two like really good up and comers, both undefeated, is there ever like a concern when you've got them fighting each other that you're like you can't you? damaging one of them sort of brand slightly because someone's gonna lose most likely. Yeah, but
2: I think That's really we're, we're on the verge here, you know, we got Australian boxing and then we've got the world scene. Mm. So you've got Liam Parro, like he's ready to fight for the world title. So really like the winner of this fight goes on to fight for a world title. Yeah. The loser stays relevant mm. but you know maybe stays like all these Australian fighters, they want to fight internationally. Mm. So we got Stevie Sparks who we signed like from Toowoomba. Yeah. yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. I've got him fighting Montana Love in Cleveland, Ohio. Right. Like it's a life changing fight. I mean, he could win that fight. If he right. wins that fight on American TV, mm. he's like, he's, he's a changes, proper star. Yeah. Ebony Bridges has become a massive star in the UK. Yes. You know, Sky Nicholson's fighting all around the world. Dempsey McKean, the same. So they want, because they feel that. Australian boxing so limited. They all want to fight internationally. We want to change that a little bit, mm. you know, and actually say no. You should want to fight for a world title in Australia. So yeah. I think the winner goes on on a on a global scale, but the loser still stays relevant. But as long as you're in a good fight, like too many, I feel like in boxing, too many people are worried about losing the O. Yes. So you have got twenty-two and O against twenty and O. Don't yeah. worry. This will be a gr- either way. This will be a great fight. Mm. And then it doesn't matter if you get beat. Everyone turns around and goes, "Good on you!" Like you took on a, an undefeated guy. You'll be back. And Brock Jarvis is always in good fights, but like the pressure's on Paro because he's sort of defending that number one position. And I mean, Jeff Fennick, like you're never going to get a bigger Brock Jarvis support than Jeff Fennick.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: like so there's he's, like he's, he's like his son, <laughs> isn't yes. it? You know, Je- well, I think he's actually <laughs> yeah. dating and his daughter. Yeah, yeah, he so. is. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, keeping yeah. it in the family. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but Jeff's yeah. a lunatic. You know, yeah. like he's a proper full-on lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, like nice, real yeah. nice guy. But I love him. Passionate. You know, and a character as well.
1: You listen to All Talk with the Hello Sport podcast, thanks to Ned's. Take your betting to the Ned's level and download the fully loaded Ned's app today. But as always, gamble responsibly. Our guest, boxing promoter Eddie Hearn. So I guess, can you give us a bit of an understanding of the card, like the undercard of this?
2: Yeah, uh, so what? Another thing I love about Australian boxing is everyone's up for fighting everyone. Because like to get the opportunity to fight on this card, so obviously you've got the TV fight. So you've got Liam Parra against Brock Jarvis, 22-0 and against 20-0. You've got Dempsey McKean, who I feel like has gone under the radar a little bit in terms of Australian boxing, because he's been fighting overseas for a bit now. Mm. He's top 12, top 13 in the world in the heavyweight division. So I'm looking at people like Anthony Joshua thinking, I want Anthony Joshua to have three or four fights now, keeping active, but like to box him around the world. Mm. I mean, I'm a massive cricket fan. If I can so do I'm AJ against yeah, Dempsey yeah. McKean at the Gabba, like it's made my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, but that's the kind. You know, yeah, yeah. So Dempsey McKean fights Corte, um, I think it's nineteen and one German heavyweight. Then you have got Sky Nicholson, who's really a profile's going through the roof. She's fighting Christina Jacobs for the Commonwealth title. Got a brilliant fight between Glenn Tapia, uh, sorry Matteo Tapia, and Abdullah Mayweather, and it's just like two undefeated two middleweights who no one really wants to fight. And I was just like, right, you two, fight each other. And they're like, okay. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you don't get that in England. Like, all the managers and, like, yeah, trainers are going, no, yeah. no, no, I'm not fighting him, he's too dangerous. They're going, chance to fight on a card. Yeah, Like, they both want to fight on the card. I said, if you're going to fight, you've got to be in a 50-50. Mm. No problem. So I'm like, great, stick him in. And then, and then on, even on the undercard, you've got, like, there's a fight on the undercard. It's, it's mad. Between Jalen Tate. Jaden the Wolf Tate, yeah. right, who's with, with Angelo DiCarlo, he's like 9 and 0. He's fighting a debutant called oh, Reese Evans, who's had like 120 amateur fights, really oh, good. Like, yeah. And I'm like, you're debuting against a 9 and 0 kid. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You wouldn't do that in England. You'd yeah. never do yeah, that yeah, in England. That. He's like, look, I think I'm good enough to beat this kid. Mm. It's my debut. What a statement that would be. If it means getting on the matchroom card, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Ogden. Um, against Sam cameron Hands, it's like 4-0 and against 7-0, and mm. you know. Um, Miko Pizzi against the, uh, Biggs, it's like 4-0 and against 5-0. and mm. And I love that, you know, because it's just 50-50 wars. So if you're buying a ticket for Saturday night at the Piazza, you can get there from 5 o'clock to 11 o'clock and just see great fights. Mm. And I think that's part of, you know, because you've got like, the whole boxing scene comes anyway right so now you've got to bring people yeah. who haven't experienced it before yeah. that's why i wanted to go to the piazza because they've never held boxing there before it's kind of like a gladiatorial amphitheater mm. you know and it's a really good cool venue because mm. everyone goes to like same thing nissan arena you know like i wanted to do something a bit different and mm. you need great fights and i think we've got a really really good card and, and just to start of the journey how long have you had your eye on australia for and Wanting to come down here and do something I was I was quite fascinated by the football stuff you know like with with gallon yeah. and like even and even before that you know going back we've
1: got a proud history of rugby league players yeah. punching on on TV yeah. in but I think it I, sells yeah <laughs> it does. It I mean sells. the
2: first thing I'm fascinated about is pay-per-view here mm. right so really expensive pay-per-view for you guys yeah. yeah and does solid numbers but small numbers so actually How do you grow a fighter doing those kind of numbers? Like, Mm. I came to a show here last time I was here in, I think, uh, June, end of June, and it was um, Hooney against uh, Goodall, Mm. right? Really good, like, Australian heavyweight fight. But It was on pay-per-view on a Wednesday night. And I don't know how many buys it does, 5,000, 10,000, something like that. But, like, how are you going to grow Hooney or develop a fighter I understand the model because the broadcaster is not willing to pay the money, so you've got to do it that way. But you know, this is this partnership with the Zone that we've got, yeah. which is a much cheaper subscription to watch all our shows globally. Mm. So I think that that kind of pay per view at whatever it is sixty seventy, but I mean that's always fascinating sixty me. bucks, sixty bucks, yeah. it's And it's the same for like
0: rugby league fighters as it is for yeah. you know Mayweather. But they did. A, I think
2: the rugby league guys did a good job to bring awareness to boxing in Australia. Yeah. But I just feel like now, now you've actually got some good fighters, obviously Cambosis with a win, Tim Zhu's a good fighter, you've got Ebony Bridges won a world title, you've got other females have won a world title, Sky Nicholson, you know, Liam Paro, you've, you've, you've actually got good fighters now, Stevie Sparks if he wins, like mm. so I think we can start moving away. Look, I was talking about doing Gallon against Sonny Bill Williams. Mm, I'm not yeah. saying I, I, I won't do footballer fights, but I just feel like you're at a tipping point now yeah. where there is a genuine interest in You've the got Australian got the boxing. Yeah, you have. You have. Satisfied. And I think now what happens is, it's a bit like cricket, you know. As the audience changes, you if you want to bring in a new audience and new attention, 2020 cricket really did that. Mm. You know, test match cricket just wasn't really the right product mm. for the new age audience.
0: We're outside the ashes. No one really Exactly. Cares. But
2: if you bring people in with 2020, they'll fall in love with the game and then they'll actually enjoy a test match cricket yeah. it's a bit the same with YouTube boxing or you know the footballers is they go in oh wow oh gal and I don't really know anything about boxing watch boxing oh, it's good this boxing isn't it yeah. next thing you're watching Tim zoo you know then you're watching Hooney then you're watching um, Liam Paro then, so I think they've done a really good job but for me the focus is more on the boxing and grassroots you know from the bottom to the top so grassroots all the way up to the elite level of the game and you've got good amateurs here as well uh, Boxing Australia does a good job, and, and that's really the key, mm. the progression. If you can start unearthing a couple of Olympic gold medalists that can go on, and you will do, because there's no reason what, why you shouldn't.
1: At the high end of any sport, right? Like, specifically, like, fight sports, it seems like, there's almost screws loose with the Like, you've got to be so, like, narrow-focused and extreme. How much do you have to, like, be aware of that when you're dealing with... I, I mean, I guess dealing with other fighters, as you said, there's, like, lawyers and all this shit that mm. sort of separates you, but with your own fighters, like... Just dealing with like almost just these very intense athletes, like yeah. you, how much how aware ego, of that are you when ego. You're dealing I mean, with it? Like having a massage it and be aware is yeah, a pain in the eye. Yeah, I
2: think that um, it's all about personal relationships. But I've had it, you know, had it. I know Eubank Ben fell through, but that fight nearly fell through previously because Eubank wanted to be first on the poster,
1: right? <laughs> right? Yeah, and then I said to him, "Let's
2: down. toss a coin." Like neither of them are champions. Yeah, and he goes, "No, I'm. It has to be Eubank Ben, or there's no fight." And it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I go, all right. Well, let's toss a coin. And he goes, no. So I go, fuck. Okay. Well, can Conor Ben walk second? No. I said, well, can we toss a coin for that? No. Yes. Oh, oh, okay, okay. i to so go yeah, back to yeah, Connor yeah, Ben. Right, 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 anyway. right. As we go to sign a contract, Eubank says, I want to walk second as well. Oh, I'm like, Jesus. no, no, mate. We're tossing a coin. He went, no. I've changed my mind. He's like, fuck. <laughs> so I phone up Conor Ben. He goes, no way. Wait, I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh my God, three months I've been working on this fight. It's really going to. So at that point, I have to go to Connor and say, Connor, listen to me. Right. One of you is going to like, lose this fight yeah. because he's just. And he's completely wrong. Right. Uh-huh. I agree with you. But. We're going to lose this fight. Well, we will lose the fight then. Well, lo- no, we can't. We can't lose the fight because you're worried about him going first on the poster. Yeah. So then, at that stage, it's the personal relationship yeah. for him to trust you enough to go. All right, we'll do it. And in yeah. the end, he went. Oh, f- I've gone then. I'm like, oh. you yeah. know. And then it didn't even happen anyway. No. So it's like all, all that work. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. that's just a, an example yeah. of what we're up against. We yeah. end up getting the blame for everything. Yeah, I'm generally me. But that's like a, a classic moment where a fight can... And that might be the same with Crawford against Ben.
0: How, how do you keep, like, calm in those situations? Because fight sports, like, more than anything else, appear to fights can follow for a myriad of reasons. Like, when do you relax about when a, when a fight's going to go ahead, when they Only when, Yeah,
2: literally. I mean, you yeah. saw it last week. You know, it it's it's the worst business in the world. Like, I say it like this. Every show has 20 problems. Right? Imagine doing one a week, which mm. is what we do. Yeah. So it's just the worst business in the world because I wake up in the morning, turn my phone over, and I'm got our US business and all the problems flooding in. And that's before I actually start my day. You know, now we've got Australia, now we've got Italy, Spain, Mexico, all around the world. So it's problem after problem after problem. But we also well, I love what I do. Mm. But you have to you know, life's about putting yourself in positions time and time again that's the same in sport as it is in business and that's how you improve that's how you get used to handling situations when Jarrell Miller failed a drugs test for Anthony Joshua at Madison Square Garden five years ago Mm. I I felt like I was going to crumble to the floor when I got a call you know I was like (laughs) i had to go into another room and I was like sitting there going oh we'd sold out Madison Square Garden I was like I just went numb now like the same with last week you end up getting a blame whatever happens but okay you've been here before it's the same when a fighter makes his ring walk or when a cricketer walks out in front of a massive crowd. Like mm. you just you keep putting yourself in positions. So an an experience of dealing with situations is everything. A bit like the Ben, you know, ring walk stuff. I've been there before mm. with AJ or with Frotch Groves or with like so many different fights yeah. where you know how to talk to a fighter. You've been here before. It's not like, oh God, I want more. What am I gonna to say to him? It's like, come here, let's yeah. have a chat about
1: this. How do you deal with someone like you signed AJ like from when he started, yeah, right? Yeah. Professionally, So you're sort of like, I don't know exactly the nature of your relationship, but I guess it's sort of like some sort of father figure. Mm. You. You've been there to see all of this development at the highs and then now like the lows after a loss. What do you do with something like that? Because obviously there's like the business mind for you where it's like, maybe you're not now, maybe he's not necessarily the the top draw fighter. Mm. He was before he lost to Ruiz or to mm. Usy twice. But like, what do you, how do you handle that? Like the business side he's, of things? He's, he's
2: a mate really. Yeah. I mean, you know, like with all the stuff going on last week with Ben Eubank, like he was the first one messaging me Mm. saying, listen, just checking in on you. And I've seen all this, like you're right. Just keep, keep going, mate. Just like, you know, and that's, that's the relationship we've got. He's like, sounds cheesy, but he's a inspiring individual. You know, when you're around people with great energy, Mm. you know, and he's one of those guys, like he's amazing what he's achieved and his mindset to keep going. I always feel like, It's why you don't really see a lot of people from wealthy backgrounds making it in boxing. It's a tough, brutal sport. Mm. You've got to be cut from a certain kind of cloth. Mm. But what fascinates me with winners, people like Canelo Alvarez, people like Anthony Joshua, is when you come from nothing and then you get it all, how do you keep that fire burning in a sport as tough as boxing? Like Marvin Hagler said, you know, it's very difficult to get up and do your morning runs when you're wearing silk pyjamas. Mm. It's the greatest line in boxing. Yeah, it is. Because when you've got it all, like Canelo Alvarez used to sell ice pops on the street of Guadalajara. Mm. And he dreamed of being a fighter and winning world championships and having a big house. Well, he's done it all. Mm. So how do you get up at 5, 8 in the morning, throwing up on your hill springs, then come back, have an hour's sleep, then go and spar 15 rounds? And he's been and flying then,
0: professionally since he was 15. Yeah, that. and then
2: getting your Bugatti and go to your 20 million mansion in, yeah, in and, and still have that. That's because you're a winner and because you love what you do. So those guys are, are incredibly inspiring. So for me, I love it when I've got a close relationship with a fighter because one, you want to do more for them and the responsibility. There's nothing better as a promoter when a fighter says, I do, you know, I trust you. So look, you go to him and you say, this is this is the plan. We've got this, we got this, we've got this. And they say, whatever you think's best. But as a promoter, to have that responsibility, that trust, that's when you got a very close relationship. And that's what we got with Anthony Joshua. You know, we've had him from his professional debut. He believes in us, but he'll still make the decisions. But, the, you know, there's a trust. That, and that's why, you know, when he lost to Ruiz at MSG, that's when you feel like you, your world's come crumbling down as well. And, you know, when he lost to Usyk recently, same thing. And he had his little, you know, wobble in the ring and little tear at the press conference. You're all in it together.
1: This mm. is an All we'll Talk with Hello Sport. Come to you on SEN. And we are talking to... Arguably the biggest boxing promoter in the world, Eddie Hearn from Matchroom Boxing. Now, Eddie, you um, it's it's funny when like you talk about the the Ruiz. I've noticed like you always seem to be quite well composed after in those moments. Though, after, obviously, like I, I wouldn't expect you to be there f- crying with him, but like you know, like you do. <laughs> I'm underneath. This thing underneath, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, you can yeah. sort of tell. It's like you must be gutted for the mm. guy as well, but you sort of got to sit there and be like, "Well, it's a great fight." No, look, yeah, yeah, looked really yeah. good, and you're like. But it just looks like it must it must be just
2: experience. Yeah. Just as I said earlier, you know. Like I remember when he got stopped to Ruiz by Ruiz. That was his first defeat. And, and no one no really one expected. expected it. No, yeah. no. And I remember sitting there and the worst thing was, I thought to myself, I'm going to wear a tuxedo tonight. <laughs> and a bow tie, right? So I thought Madison Square Garden, yeah. my first ever show, right? Yeah. At Madison Square F- G- tuxing G- tuxing up. Yeah. 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 And I look back on those pictures and think, what a prick you are. You know what I mean? And, and like
1: because, photos because, me. I know, but I was just like,
2: oh, and I was in a ring after and like with it on and just but I, <laughs> I remember when when he got beat, I was just like, my dad was sitting next to me. He was a he's a Hall of Fame promoter. Yeah. And I was like, you know, again, I was just and I went, <laughs> right to my dad, and he went, mate, it's boxing. Get in, go on. Like, get in a ring. Like, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> you're know, getting the ring in him. Got to go and do the press conference, and you know you're there, and you have got Andy Ruiz there with his dad and a Mexican flag, and all these belts that we've had for like yeah. five years. Yeah. And I'm going, you know said, oh, I'm so you know so happy for you, you know. Thinking, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: oh, and then and then AJ comes up like, and that night I actually walked home. From MSG back to my hotel in Soho, which was like was like two in or the three miles. I, yeah, heard like, I was it. just I was just like what private yeah, would, private, private. And every crime. now and again, yeah. you'd you I'd stumble across some drunk Brits like going Eddie, <laughs> what's that AJ? He's useless. Whoa, I'm like oh. My <laughs> oh like, yeah. So you, but that's I'm a failed athlete, really. Like I think we all are. Yeah, we'd all love to be a professional sportsman, wouldn't we? But what did what, what, you fail at? I was a good cricketer. You know, okay. I played county cricket, but yeah. I was never like. You'd probably get a run now. Yeah, might have been for England. Yeah. <laughs> the way you but go. I would have if I could have done anything, I would have been a sportsman. Mm. Football, I like, was just never good enough. So being involved in sports is the next best thing. And my dad always said to me, if you can get 1% of the adrenaline that a fighter gets when they walk out, you should be very happy. And I feel like I get... 40%, 50%. And in fact, when I did Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano at yeah. Madison Square Garden, I wore my tuxedo again. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, and the bow tie, and we won. This yeah. Time. yeah. <laughs> but when it was a close decision at the end, yeah. I sort of looked down and think, I'm <laughs> going to have Were you thinking about the million dollar bet? No, it's like, the thing is with Jake Paul, you never know how... So we're at the press conference, you know, and I knew he would pull something like that, you know, during the week. So he's like, okay you think you're so confident, you know, I bet all my jewelry, you know, he's got these terrible watches, <laughs> on, like, like cubic zirconas yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, all my diamonds, you know, I bet that. I said, well, what's that like? 50 grand. Like all of me, he went, 50 grand? It's half a million. I was thinking, it's definitely not. But I went, well, why don't we just make it a million then? And he goes, and I went sorry <laughs> no, I was like I just went what <laughs> and his hands out right and now I'm thinking shit and like, I think I think Katie Taylor's is going to win yeah. but it's a 50-50 you know so I'm like I'm thinking oh I'll take the bet but maybe I'll lay it off you know at the same time so he's like so I'm like yeah well look we'll talk about it and he's like no no bet and now I'm sitting out and I'm looking out and it's packed like the crowd of <laughs> press I'm like F- no. well we'll, we'll We'll paper it backstage, you know, we'll get, because, yeah, yeah, we'll bet then. I'm like, yeah, what? Um, and I just sort of <laughs> and everyone's going, oh, yeah, i like oh, f- it, not that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. So then I go back to you, I say, because I don't trust him mm. to pay anyway. No. So I said, look, let's get a little contract drawn up, you know. And then the commission come on and go, guys, like, I really don't think it's a good look. Like, you're the promoters of the show, <laughs> you're having a million dollar bet, and. Like, people are going to start talking about, you know, paying judge. Like, well, yeah, when, 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 yeah. so we were, so I was like quite happy to go, all right, well, look, we'll leave it. He's like, oh, okay, were well, you? Yeah. And then obviously I won the fight. And I was like, huh. and everyone's <laughs> like, but publicly, everyone was like, did you get your million? And I was like, you know what? Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Let him keep it. Everyone was <laughs> yeah. like, Wow, everyone's got some money. <laughs> you know, know but deep ass. down I was
0: thinking, <laughs> What's what was it like working with Jake Paul? He's like twenty-five, he's a kid in yeah, many respects, yeah. So. Um they're very bright, those guys.
2: You know, I did mm. K S I against Logan Paul. Mm. I mean, Logan Paul, his brother, is really, really sharp. Like super smart. I mean, have you seen him in WWE? Unbelievable. He's like a lot like of yeah, yeah, but he's an incredible athlete. Full yeah. stop. KSI. You know, any kid that starts his own YouTube channel, the next thing's got a number one hit. You know, he's boxing Floyd Mayweather. He's I mean, that's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, they're mm. they're really clever guys. Jake's Jake's also bright, but he's a little bit more wackier. Mm. But you need to be wacky in boxing. He genuinely thinks he's a world class fighter. Like he thinks so that's not bullshit. No, he comes up to me at that fight and he's going, you know, I beat Canelo. I was, <laughs> I was like, and I looked at him, no. I was looking for his mic, you know, because I thought he, maybe he wants to capture a bit of this for social yeah, content, yeah, yeah. and he's not wearing one. And I'm like, I'm looking for a camera, and there's no camera. I went, what? And he went, oh, I, I will beat your boy, Canelo Haveris. Oh, I'm like, Jesus, mate, you are, because he's got all these guys in the gym, like telling him he's, you know, he, and he's not, but he didn't like it, because I said to him, you're average. Yeah,
0: and I've never like, seen what? an interview with
2: that. I said, that's a compliment. I'm
0: being
2: nice to you. you I said, it, no five percent of fighters yeah are average yeah <laughs> but i'm and he like he's better than some pro fighters like that mm. i thought that was a big compliment but he didn't he didn't like <laughs> he it i no, love it no.
1: no did that uh like sort of translate to your own notoriety being more like so i feel like you're more recognizable than the actually brand, right? it worked like, well for me because yeah.
2: now you know i'm going if i pick up my daughters from school they're all like the kids are all over me because they know me from Jake Paul KSI. Yeah. Like, oh, do you know KSI? Do you know KSI? I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I've been promoting Anthony Joshua and all the Canelo Alvarez. And, you know, now you want to talk to me about KSI. <laughs> KSI. So he's been part of the, the method behind the Matrim brand has been, and I don't mind saying it, it's been building my brand. Mm. Because I look at WWE, I look at UFC and everyone's got a figurehead. Yeah. So they're not always totally dependent on talent. Talent's still key in whatever you do. But when you when I say to you, tell me five things about UFC or five things about MMA, mm. you go UFC, Dana White. It's probably the first two things yeah. or Conor McGregor, yeah. you know, and that's, you know. Joe Rogan probably gets it right. Yeah, man. yeah. But I say WWE, you go, or wrestling, you go WWE, Vince McMahon, you know. Yeah. And in boxing, probably I come in the top five, right. Yes. But, but, and that's really the aim. Because I need to come to Australia and people go, oh Eddie Hearn, Matchroom. Mm. I'll go to that because I've seen their shows around the world, and that's how you expand globally as a business by having a credible reputation for quality events. Yeah. And 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 you know, we push my profile. Yeah, still push the fighter profiles, but it's important for me to be the guy banging the drum globally wherever we go.
1: Do you think that uh, has led to like other promoters? Getting like you getting under their skin a little bit. Oh, I know, time, like, yeah. I think just recently I heard Lou Bella talking shit oh. about you on Joe, uh, on Ariel Hawan. Yeah. I know you've had like, a but Bob they don't stop. Shit, they like. don't
2: stop. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, Lou Leonard Ellerby, he's the other guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's Mayweather's with his, yeah, his Mayweather's, yeah. yeah. Hates me. Hates me. Hates me. <laughs> <Weren't> <laughs> but the wasn't is, there
0: chatter about you fighting each other or something? Yeah. But
2: like, <laughs> I don't know, because I can't, I had a couple of amateur fights when I was young, but I'm pretty terrible. Yeah. But problem is, you never know if one of these guys can actually fight. Yeah. Like, he's like, He's in his mid fifties, but if he not, like I said to my dad, I went, Dad, I reckon me versus Ellaby, it's a big fight. He went, Ed, he went, you're useless. He went, you'll get knocked out. I said, Yeah, but if it's ten mil, you know. I'll go, oh. yeah. He said, don't matter. He said, No amount of money. Yeah. If you get knocked out, you're done. Yeah, like your credibility. I'm yeah. like, alright, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. But, but like they just in in America, they don't understand sarcasm. Like no. they don't, we were Brit. talking about yeah. that yesterday. We yeah, no idea. We love psychics, and same, right? well, So, I, so. I, I'd done an interview and someone asked me why doesn't Leonardo not like you? And I said I was in a funny mood. I said probably he's a bit jealous because I'm very likely to be the next James Bond.
1: It's right? <laughs> only a stupid
2: line. <laughs> so he's come out and done an interview and gone that Like he honestly, like how does he think he's gonna? He's never even done a film. Like how's his <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, oh, right, mate. So
0: like, go back to sleep, mate. And I
2: said. I, I went at him the other day, he was like moaning about something and I just came out and said, mate, you, how can you talk about doing big shows? I said, all you ever did was carry Floyd Mayweather's strap, You know, <laughs> and he went mental. I mean, he said that he was going to stomp me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And recently, I was at a Canelo Triple G fight. I was like walking around the Vegas. They're like, are you bothered about bumping into Len I was like, no, <laughs> him. I was like walking around casino, going, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of extra security yeah, in the wings. Yeah yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they, they really don't like me. But I feel like, People love that at the same time. Yeah, they you do know, love like, that shit. And, and some people go, oh, it's stopping you making fights. But at the end of the day, it's keeping a conversation going. Mm. You know, the conversation must never sleep mm. about your fighters, about the sport, about boxing, whether that's beef with another promoter, whether
0: that's the fighters hating on each other. Like the conversation key that key has to keep evolving. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. We are talking to Matchroom Boxing's head honcho. Eddie Hearn. Now, Eddie, if you're in a room with, like, a Lennon Ellaby looking to get a fight off the ground, would there be Chirp in the room? Or is that all just... Yeah, they... No, they... Yeah, they really don't like... Like, it, it, to be <laughs> honest, it is
2: detrimental sometimes to making fights. Like, yeah. because if two promoters like each other, it's much easier to make a fight. Yeah. Like, it would be very hard for me to... Like, we were going to do Haney Kambosas. I had Haney. Mm. And basically, the Bella really blocked... Me from doing a deal, and and Devin had to take the deal with ESPN to get the fight with Cambosis. Right, so that's what I was trying to work yeah, out. Yeah, because
0: DeBella our... had Cambosas.
2: Yeah, and they wouldn't do the deal because it was like a global TV deal for the opponent, and he wouldn't sell it to the Zone because the Zone wanted different markets. And but really, it was like half was that, and half was like. So then,
1: did you let Devin go? Yeah, course, so he could because do because I, I
2: wanted. To, I, I I was been with Devin for the last four years. He won the world title with us. He made a fortune with us. Mm. But he always wanted to be undisputed. And he sort of come to me and said, "Look, I don't want to leave you guys." Like I said, mate, you're not going to get the fight with us. So go and take your two fights on ESPN, and then we'll talk. And I, you know we'll come back. But we always dreamed of being undisputed together. Yeah. You know, and it was a bit. It was a kick in the nuts. No but I'm bit. not I'm never going to stop a fight again. And like you can't just turn around at that point and go no. Mm. you can't do that like that's mm. a that's an arsehole Will so you go
1: watch him fight on the weekend or you, uh, you, I, won't,
2: I mean it's it's early morning isn't it on the sunday so yeah. probably not probably stay here and get some raising gold coast if it, you know we don't get a lot of sun but <laughs> no. you know not really yeah. but I, and, and i think he went like it's, the first fight wasn't overly entertaining and yeah, he'll it'll no. be the same he's yeah. just very good like he's very good at what he does you yeah.
1: know um just back to you know you're talking about uh, like I guess your old man's reactions and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. What was it like coming up under your old man and sort of his, uh, you know, reputation and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Was there, were you always, I know you said you want to be a, a cricketer. Was there ever like, were you ever earmarked, We always earmarked for this role? Like in terms yeah, of the I, family yeah, business? When I really left
2: college, I went out and worked for a sports management company. I used to represent golfers on the European tour and PGA yeah. tour, because I didn't really want to work for him. Yeah. Like growing up, I was kind of always known as just like Barry's boy. You know, mm. like I used to be at the shows since I was seven. Yeah. So I'd be in the change room. I'd be carrying belts out. I'd just get get everywhere. Shane you know? McMahon. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and it was like, but he he came from nothing, and obviously I came. He, he wasn't, you know, super wealthy when I was mm. growing up, but I was I came from a privileged background. But he just like beasted me because he hated sort of sport kids. Mm. So he was like my growing up. The mentality we had was winning, 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 right? Not taking part, taking part, taking part. There was no fluff. Mm-hmm. It was like, how many runs did you get today, son? Six. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You know, yeah. get out there and smash them tomorrow. Yeah, okay, yeah, tons like, or yeah, 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 it was. And, yeah. and that was really like you don't get given anything. Although, again, you know, I, I had a great upbringing. It was like... You know, it was just like you got to go now. You got to clean my shoes before you do that. You know, because he was petrified of me. So, like the the it's, it's a very strong working class mentality of just relentless grind, mm. really. And that's really what got him to where he was. So, growing up, that's really you know, and I, I, I sort of looked at him and, I, and, growing up, I never could tell people quick enough that I was Barry Hearn's son. But I guess when I got sort of through my teenage years, mm. you start to think. You actually going to? How do you achieve something in your own name with a really successful dad? Mm. Well, you got to outperform him. And now we joke because people call him Eddie Hearn's dad. You know, and it's like (laughs) he's my best mate. So we have band like. But growing up, I was just like no one even knew my name. I was just his son. And now people, oh, you're Eddie Hearn's dad. And I love it. We love it. (laughs) Was there a
1: point? Was there a point where like? you earned his like respect in the business world where there was a you yeah know I mean? like it, trying to get it I assume yeah it was those
2: probably um, I mean I, when we signed Audley Harrison I went back into boxing and I told him you know we were gonna go out He was gonna win the European title and I was gonna get him a shot at the world heavyweight title and he was like and I did it you know it was a bit of a disaster because he lost for the world heavyweight title but then there was a moment when we did George Groves against Carl Froch in Manchester and it was quite a controversial ending. And I did the rematch at Wembley Stadium, which is our national stadium. Mm-hmm. And I phoned him up. I said, I've just been to Wembley. Like, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it there. And he just went, fuck that. It holds 80,000. Yeah. He went, don't even, you're mad. I mm-hmm. said, Dad, honestly, I've seen online. Like, I just feel like this fight is huge. And he's like, mate, you're on, you're on your own, son. But And I sold it out in the first day. And I think after that, he was like, oh, you crack on. Then. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he loves <laughs> yeah, it because he pulled out of boxing many years ago, moved into darts, which has now come over as well. Yeah, it's huge yeah, yeah. in the UK yeah. because boxing was a, a complete ball ache for him. So he pulled out of boxing and now he just watches me battling with his old foes. Mm. You know, Frank Warren, Bob Arum, Don King. These are people he was... Hustling with and, and fighting with every day, yeah. and now he just like watches me going, God son, go on. I love that interview with Bob Aaron. He hates you. Go on, <laughs> keep going. Like, Thanks, Dad. Like yeah. losing hair and like, you know, <laughs> like, like, he's just like keep going. Send me the checks. You know,
0: what what made you get into boxing? If he'd left the sport, was that was it's that just sort a of fascination like
2: fascination growing up, like yeah. as a kid, you know, like getting into change rooms, watching fighters win, lose, cry. You know, I've seen some amazing things some amazing nights I've seen some terrible things you know terrible moments that will stay with me and haunt me forever because I've been there you know I've been in changing rooms when fighters are getting you know resuscitated when fighters are getting taken to hospital like and as a 10 or 11 year old like you remember those moments and like it's just I just find the sport so thrilling there's nothing like it I mean it it doesn't make sense sport you know sometimes i'll go on national tv in the uk and we'll be debating you know there'll be you know a a head specialist or a concussion expert and how do you actually justify it yeah you know and and you do because it actually changes so many lives like you have to understand about the opportunities it provides for people Mm. and if you look at the safety of the sport actually it is getting better compared to other sports, but it's still tough to justify. Mm. Because when you talk about the dangers of rugby or downhill skiing, like the aim of boxing ultimately is to defeat your opponent and to, to land blows on, yes. yeah. And it, so, but, and it's very tough to explain to people unless you've been in it and you've seen it and you've touched it and you've realised how great the sport is.
1: Mm. And where'd your mentality come from? Or like, yeah, I guess you're new age approach to boxing where, you know, it's sort of like keep the conversation going twenty four seven. Like that's very much the sort of modern media, mm. I guess, world. Was that always was did you learn that somewhere? Is that No we we were up? the first to do
2: it yeah. but it just seemed natural. You know probably just time in bit of luck that we grew with that social media age. And my dad always says you're so lucky like when I was promoting we'd have to go down to like the train station and just like put up posters on like on the yeah. walls. Mm. You can reach 1.3 million people with one tweet like yeah. it's amazing but he said but the downside of that is you have to listen to the criticism and to the opinions all the time because I've never been one and you know, when we got so big and I got all those followers I never sort of turned it off and went guys you you handle those accounts I do yeah. everything but I read too much because I'm passionate Yeah, you know so I get, you know, I go into my DMs do and I read. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Does this it bloke the other day he was like, I, I shouldn't really do it, you know, but you go in it now and again. And he's like, and it, he's been doing it for months. He's just like, you, f- you remember? And I looked at him and he was like, and I think it was like something like Dave's Engineering Services or something like that on his Twitter, and he had like three followers. And I just bit. No, I went back. I went. I went. You just keep cracking on, mate, with Dave's. F- engineering <laughs> you, you loser or something like that and he's like he come back he's like all right mate all right. <laughs> no need to be like that i'm oh, like you yeah, sent he, me three months uh, of a beer yeah. you sh- i shouldn't really buy it, but you're passionate about yeah. it and yeah. they wouldn't say it down the street <laughs> no. they'd ask you for a photo yeah you know so it's yeah. like yeah but i, I do read too <laughs> much but again yeah. <laughs> i feel like if you're really being part of that conversation you can't just take you know you do a great show you get yeah. compliments great oh great you cut and then you do something wrong or you do a shit show mm. you've got to take the rough the smooth. Mm. does it affect you though any of that shit? yeah not as much as it used to yeah like so you have rough week we had a rough week last week with you yeah. bank ben and like it's just you know like again people reaching out are you okay you know i'm like yeah but i appreciate that and i think that's important actually i think that conversation of especially men reaching out to mm. men saying just checking in on you like you okay because it's a it is an interesting talking point mm. but the answer is yeah, I'm really okay, mm. you know. But we go again. Yeah. But that's just the mentality. And story, you, you know, you get kicked in the nuts, and like you know, boxing a bit like having a fight. You know, like last week I getting beaten up, and I sort of go home and I just think, F- <laughs> <you hell." laughs> same like the Canelo Alvarez, anti Joshua. Story. I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, you know. But I want to win, mm. and I'll beat everyone. And I ain't stopping for you. So go <laughs> yourself. That's the mentality. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know, you get the criticism, you bounce back, you go again.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere that you were like, oh, who knows, maybe I'll retire at 50. Yeah, I don't want to
2: do this. That's one thing for sure, because I look at these people like Warren and Aram. Arum's 91. Oh, we, like, saw mate, him mate. we saw him, we oh, saw no, him, no, no. we saw him. Out. And listen, respect seat. to him, right? Because yeah. the long, but mate, he's doing interviews. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, <the laughs> Eddie. and I'm watching him going, mate, you need to get to a beach quick, <laughs> yeah. with a nice cigar yeah. and a margarita yeah. and end off. Leave yeah. it, stop, because I'm doing it. I, I, it puts you in a bad mood, right? Because <laughs> you're dealing with arseholes all the time. You're dealing with aggravation. He's got to listen to me, yeah, <laughs> doing an interview. Yeah. Cause he's probably thinking F- that forty-three-year-old. What does he know about box up ninety-one? I did yeah. the thriller and Manila, the rumble in the <laughs> jungle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but you don't want to be like. But I, I understand if you've got a passion for what you do, it's hard to walk away. But this sport, mate, draining, mm. drains the life out of you. So probably fifty. Seven more years. Yeah. And I'll go. Like people go, you won't. I will, mate. You won't see me, mate. I don't you know, I've given my life to the business, really. My dad's still going, he's seventy-four. Built built the business from under a you know, stair cupboard in Romford, right? Mm. And he loves it every day. But you know, we're not, you know, just because my dad did it doesn't mean I've got to do it. And I often say to him, like, there's more to life. But it's hard. You know, it's hard to make that decision to walk away. But you know it is people think that you know oh you know you're successful and you've got this and you've got that but mate it's a daily grind mm. and there's struggles in everything doesn't matter how successful you are it's like Anthony joshua people look at him and go wow and you see him break down at a press conference and it's like oh wow yeah, yeah he's struggling yeah and like you know like yeah everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. got struggles does not matter whether you've got no job or you're making 300 million a year everyone's got their struggles Yeah, seriously.
1: Um, I, in wrapping up, we appreciate your time. Um, We were trying to work out. You got a day named after you or something in Fresno or some bullshit story. What happened? So, and then did they take it away from you? No.
2: So I did a show in Fresno, California, right? And my team comes to me and says, "Look, the mayor's here, and the mayor wants to officially announce Saturday, the day of the show. I can't remember the October the twenty second as." Eddie Hearn Day. I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking Martin Luther King Day. I think, right. so. I'm thinking this is um, like And they're all laughing. I'm going, no, genuinely, this is unbelievable, right? So I've gone up to him. I've gone, thank you, like to the mayor. Thank you. He's giving me a plaque, right? 22nd of October, 2019, and, uh, or whatever it was. 20 Eddie Hearn Day, Fresno. I'm like. So I've turned out. I've come off the stage. I went. It's unbelievable. I went. We'll have to do a show in Fresno every Eddie Hearn day. And they went. Oh no, it's only for this year. <laughs> so it was. It passed. Like yeah. the next day, it gone forever. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? So I was like, No, obviously every Saturday, October twenty second no. in Fresno is Eddie, Eddie Hearn day. No, no, just. Tomorrow That's I'm how like, they oh, usually shit. work Well I thought
1: it was Yeah exactly That's it's how now your work. day forever Yeah yeah It's yeah. oh, not, not just today no. No.
2: Yeah of course I mean Martin Luther King day Wasn't just one day <laughs> no, no, You know I'm not saying I'm as big as Martin Luther no, King No no but no i sure. sure it's close but in Fresno maybe <laughs> well, If I said that to Leonard Elevors <laughs> He would <laughs> oh, go yeah, out and go <laughs>
1: God. <laughs> well, maybe we make today Eddie Hearn day. thank you. October 11th. Is it eleven? Yeah, 11? October, yeah 11? October the
2: fifteenth for the first show. That can be. Yeah, yeah okay. okay, we'll do that.
1: We'll just do for that. this year. We can yeah, do perfect. that.
0: You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport. We're on SEN, and we're talking to Eddie Hearn, one of the most powerful boxing promoters in the world right now. Now, Eddie, how do you um? What are your hopes for the Ashes next year? How are you feeling? Do you know what I think? Like,
2: the, I think what the sad, what's sad about the Ashes is growing up. Like, it was everything. Like, as a kid that was playing cricket, like, mm. I go back to, like, me growing up, Ian Botham, and like, I look at your team, right, when I was growing up, like, Shane Warne, like, who I knew pretty well, uh, like, right. you know, um, like, Mark War, Steve War, like, Pointing. I'm talking about, yeah, but, um, Glenn McGrath, you know, like, top, top bowlers, even, like, before that, Merv Hughes, mm-hmm. like, great characters, and I just feel that, and again, like, with cricket, I just feel like sports become a little bit robotic mm, and yep. you've lost, like, the characters. Like, even Premier League football, you hear the stories like Manchester United players that were going out on Friday night and turning up, like, Brian Robson, Norman Wrightside, like, great players. Like, Mark with Bosnich hangovers. Probably. Yeah, Bosnich was <laughs> right. he was right, like, yeah. yeah. he wasn't just hungover. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, like, but, so, and I'm not saying that that's what athletes should do, but, like, when you go back to those cricket days... Mm that was wild like you imagine the aussies back then oh, mate. like when i mean rockstar but, shit sort of just but you know. isn't that like and i just feel like those characters like i can't really name now more than a two or three aussie cricketers and i just feel like cricket's lost a little bit of that yeah. all sport has I think in a so, way because yeah. it's become it's become a lot of money you know it's become a lot more serious become a lot more scientific
1: but in the same but, breath where people will like criticize the sort of Players being bland. Then, when a player shows a bit of personality, they also just sh- yeah, yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. It's like exactly. oh, who the f this guy? Yeah, yeah. Is. Well, it happened,
0: like, had happened recently in the rugby league uh, grand final. Mm. The players at one celebrated in a way that people thought was like, oh, you f- ratbags. Yeah. Like yeah. it's uncouth. You can't. No one no knows not, what they you want, you want anymore. Win, you know? But
2: ultimately, they're the guys that are remembered. Yeah. yeah. You know, people like Warney, people like all those guys. Like they're they're legendary. Like the stories are off the oh, off yeah. the charts. Yeah. You know, and actually to be remembered, like it's one thing to be remembered as a great. But it's also another thing to be remembered as a character. Yes. And an enigma. Mm. You know? Someone that and a lot of these geniuses are flawed. Shame one of them. Mm. You know? I mean he was a genius. Mm. So unfortunately, geniuses have some kind of flaw in their character or yeah. personality. Yeah.
1: Also, but, no one's perfect, right? Like anytime you get into any situation, most people f up at some stage. Yeah,
2: but nice to see
0: real people at least. Yes, 100%, you know, like rather than yeah.
2: an agent saying, no, no, no,
1: no, you can't do that,
2: go to sleep. Like don't yeah, you know, so
0: you go. I mean, like if they if the Aussie cricketer's now got on the piss and had hundred beers on the way to England, like mm. could you imagine the? Dude, I the fallout that fallout would be biblical. Know, but yeah, that's like yeah. a story that we dine out on. After yeah. we yeah. won the
1: Ashes, was it? Was it last summer?
0: No, it was in Tasmania. In
1: Tasmania, and they were celebrating on the roof of a hotel, yeah. and this, they pulled the cops yeah. up, and they I got know. them all yeah, yeah. sent back yeah. to their room, and you're like, what
2: the? Where's, where's the good old days What's happening? Mate? Unbelievable.
1: Anyway, mate, look, thank you very much. It's really nice to meet you. Nice to chat. Um So Saturday night, October fifteenth, Brock Jarvis, Liam Parra. On to zone. On to zone.
2: On to zone yes. all over the world. All over the yep, world. Yeah, and uh, down at the South Bank Piazza. Get yourself there. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Love it. Mate. Thanks Cheers for coming, mate. Cheers.
0: Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter, or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.